oh, you think the Ducks are bad? Wait till I tell you how bad it is in San Diego on this edition of Locked On Gulls. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Gulls. Yeah, it's Gulls Thursday, folks. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering minor league hockey for a long time. I'm just going to say it. I've covered a lot of bad teams. This one might take the cake. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Okay, let's get right into it. The Ducks are bad. The Ducks are in the midst of a long losing streak. Yeah, the goals are worse. The goals losing streak is probably going to reach a preposterous number again. They had a double-digit losing streak earlier in the season and after beating San Jose last Wednesday I thought okay this is the turnaround this is going to be where they turn it around they beat Milwaukee they beat San Jose like finally nope no 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 it went all south from there let's talk about the back-to-back against the Ontario Reign first off because there was a couple of games one at Pechanga Arena and another one at Ontario. Can I talk to you guys about that game at Pachanga Arena? First, glad you asked. <laughs> they had just come off of a big win. And right away, Ontario came out firing on that first game. Shots on goal early on were 17-3. to Lukas Dostal, that poor guy, that poor man. Dostal does not deserve any of this. He saw this in Anaheim. He's seen this in San Diego. Dostal is used to this. I said about a month and a half ago that Dostal saw the most work out of any goalie in the in the NHL and AHL combined. I feel like that's still the case. It's actually not quite the case, but it's up there. Dostal is still seen probably almost the most work out of any goalie in the league right now. And this is with Dostal being gone for a couple of weeks up in Anaheim. That's saying a lot, folks. That's saying a lot when Dostal is almost leading the league in shots seen. He's second right now. Top of the list is Dustin Wolf of the Wranglers. He's played a few more games. He's had a lot more minutes. He's seen 836 shots. Dostal has seen 804. Yeah, folks, it's bad. It's really bad in San Diego. The fact that he saw that many shots in the first was just ridiculous. And somehow, some way, it was scoreless. Still don't know how that happened, but it was nothing, nothing after one period. Dostal was on top of his game. He made he made some freaking good saves. Can I tell you about some of these amazing saves? There was a great, like, kind of point-blank save on Martin Kromiak. Another great save on Taylor Ward. And for some god-unknown reason, Toby Basson was left wide open. 
in the middle of the frame, left wide open in the low slot, and Dostal made a great save. Dostal made a couple of really spectacular saves in that first period. At the time, even though expected goals aren't really tracked in the AHL, just based on the quality of shots and how San Diego was playing and the shot attempts, the shot attempts were almost 30-10. to 10. Expected goals approximately were about 2-0.2. to 0.2. 2 <sighs> How San Diego didn't get down early on is a mystery to me, and it's just a testament to how much Dostal is saving their butts. Second period, not so much. This was kind of a weird goal where Frank Hora made a bad turnover in the neutral zone for San Diego. And off to the races went Jacob Overari to Wags. He passed it off, tried to get it towards the net. So Wagner holds the puck long enough, kind of does like a little bit of a toe drag. No one's covering him. Wagner has a bad angle shot, hits the post, goes off the post, goes off the defenseman's skate, and then winds up on the stick of Tyrell Goldburn. That was his first game in the American Hockey League. And on his first AHL game, he scores his first career goal. That makes it one nothing Ontario. And, you know, congrats to Goldburn on his first professional goal. Hats off. And then Michael Delzato in the third. He had the Andrew Podorowski special. That's what I'm going to call it. Delzato with the Podorowski special. And by that, I mean he went around the defense, kind of skated around, beat everyone, and had a nice wraparound goal. It was a sweet one, too. Paul Dorowski tends to go behind the net to the goalie's left and winds up on the right side. Delzato, the opposite, started off on the goalie's right, wound up on the left-hand side, and scored it just past Matty Villalta. Oh yeah, by the way, Cal Peterson did not start this game. Peterson was off. Villalta looked fine in this game. He didn't see much action, but he looked fine. Dostal, you know, he looked fine. He was going toe-to-toe against Volalta. But then a minute later... Oh, by the way, that Delzato goal, that was a short-handed goal. The goals do have a penchant of scoring short-handed goals, which is fine. But they also allowed a power play goal just a minute later. Martin Kromiak scored on the power play. Apple from Ward and Dudas made a 2-1. And then towards the end of the game... Gotta give it up. San Diego finally started shooting the freaking puck towards the end of the game. But it was to no avail. After a tough shot just went right by the wayside of Matt Volalta. Volalta collected the puck, passed it up to Jacob Overari, who's about 150 feet away from the goal, and just rifled it. More like 170 feet away from the goal. But he just rifled it towards the goal, and it goes in. Moverari. Scores the empty netter. That's his first of the season. From Villalta with the goalie assist. And that's your final score. 3-1 to one in favor of Ontario. I'm going to give credit to Dostal here. Dostal worked his butt off. Only allowed two goals in this game. The third one was an empty netter, obviously. He stopped 35 of 37 shots. And somehow wound up with the loss. 
San Diego has got to start scoring some goals if they're going to have any chance. Because much like the Ducks, the goals are just getting blown out. Except for this game, for the most part, they're getting blown out. And on these close games, they're coming just within a whisker of winning, much like the Ducks. And letting it slip through their fingers. And you know what? I'm going to put out some Greek mythology out there again, because why the heck not? Just like Eurydice. Like I mentioned yesterday, Orpheus. Right there. Right freaking there. Ready to just, you know... Get out of that cave. The goals are this close to escaping. And then Orpheus looks back. And Eurydice goes back to Hades. And much like the goals playoff chances. They're plummeting down to Hades. That's how bad this is right now. It's bad enough that I'm using Greek mythology. To describe both the ducks and the goals right now. That's what it feels like. The Ducks and the Gulls are like a bad Greek tragedy that they cannot escape from. I know there's other Greek tragedies that I could reference here, but I feel like Orpheus and Eurydice is kind of one of those that kind of pierces my heart. Yes, I'm referencing Hadestown, one of like a great musical, by the way. But I know there's other Greek tragedies that I could reference. I mean, what what else can I reference here? I don't know. You tell me. You know, what What else can I use? Can I use Antigone here? Could I use, you know, the Bacchae? What, what else can I use? I think what I'm going to do over the weekend, maybe the next couple weeks, is start reading up on my Greek tragedies and use that more in this podcast because I think we need a little bit more taste here or at least a different way to describe the poor play of both the Ducks and especially the Gulls. The Gulls right now are just a Greek tragedy waiting to happen every game. I mean, every game. It does make me sad. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission and talk a little bit more about the goals' woes. And another similarity to the Ducks, not one that you probably want to hear. So we'll get to those on the other side. But first... Let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. If you want to check out the latest lines for the NBA and the NHL, Bet Online has that. Hey, the football playoffs are here. Eight teams left in the NFL playoffs. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Well, guess what? Bet Online has Super Bowl futures as well. They also have boxing, MMA, horse racing. So if you want to check it out, head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device, come sa, a mobile device like this, or your laptop. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez talking about the goals. So I'm going to keep this segment a little bit shorter because this was a game. Well, first off, this was a game that I happened to watch. This was right down the road in Ontario. It was also Western night. 
for the Ontario Reign. So, you know, a lot of country music being played. One thing that was not being played was great hockey by the Gulls. I mean, if there was any music being played from the Gulls standpoint, you know, they were playing the Blues. So that's how bad it was, folks. It was about as bad as the previous game, if not worse, because this one I felt could have been a maybe not a winnable game, but I felt that this one played closer than it actually was. The problem was Dostal was not in net. It was Ole Eriksson Ek. No, no disrespect to Eriksson Ek. He's a great player, but he is not in the same caliber as Dostal, and it showed on this game because first goal right away, Nikita Pavlichev playing in only his third game, his first home game, he scored his first of the season on a weird squibber that just got past Eriksson Ek. That made it 1-0. Then Leas Anderson on the power play. Now, this goal, this one was a bad look for the goals because Anderson started from about the far blue line, skated right past Luka Profaka, and just skated past them with that speed. And Provaka was caught flat-footed. He was very flat-footed on this one. So that, unfortunately, just made it 2-0 right away. At least Anderson scored on the power play. It's a good goal. Then we go to the second period. This is the, this is the one that bugs me. Watching this live, my, my exact words were, Oh, Axel. This one is not on Erickson Eck. This goal is not on anyone else but Axel Anderson. Let me explain. Anderson had it on his own blue line, fans on the puck, turned the puck over right to Martin Kromiak, just handed it to him. Okay. So Kromiak goes on kind of a semi-breakaway, and then somehow... The puck winds up on Aiden Dudas' stick, who just fires it towards the goal. Erickson Eck did get a piece of it, so it would have been a save if not for Axel Anderson own goaling it. It went right off of him, and he own goaled it. Oh, oh, Axel, buddy. That was about as bad as a goal as you can give up. And that is on nobody else but Axel Anderson. And I'm sure he went back to the bench and had to think about what he just did because it was not good. So that made it 3-0. And unfortunately, that's a goal against Erickson Eck. But he didn't deserve that one. That one he didn't deserve. So sorry to say that. Then towards the end of the period with under a minute to go, this last one... I don't know who this was on. This was on Strand. Maybe this was on Drew. Maybe this was on the entire San Diego defense. But Chromiak scored his third already 4 nothing. Ontario. It really should have been 2 nothing. It should have been. But a couple of bad goals given up in that second period that I don't think are on Erickson Eck. I think that is completely on the defense. And this is despite Ontario out shooting the goals 15 to 5 in that second frame. Those two goals were not on Erickson Eck. And that's kind of how Dostal feels at times. 
Dostal has goals against him that are not his fault. In this case, the two in the second, not Erickson X fault. Just faulty defense. Third period was pretty much all San Diego. I mean, Ontario took their foot off the gas. They simply did not want to get anyone hurt. They were completely playing at 50%. Fagimo scored his 10th of the year for the rain. 5 nothing, And then San Diego said, okay, we're finally going to play. And yeah, Ontario kind of let him have those two goals. One of them, Cal Peterson... I'm not going to turn this into the rain podcast, but Cal Peterson has not looked good for the Ontario rain. I still don't know what they're going to do as far as their goaltending situation is going to go because quick hasn't been stellar Copley. I feel like he's going to fall off at some point and Cal Peterson is still having trouble tracking the puck. We saw that on this game where it felt like San Diego could have scored more goals if they would have just been more aggressive from the get-go. If they wouldn't have had just five shots in that second period. If they had been a little more aggressive. I feel they could have gotten maybe one or two more past Cal Peterson. But maybe to make up for that, there was those two in the end. When Ontario was completely playing at 50% at that time. So another loss, 5-2 to two in favor of the rain. Ontario sweeps that weekend series in the freeway faceoff. Oi! It's bad. This next segment, buckle up. It's going to get bad, folks. You're going to hear another way that the goals are similar to the Ducks. This one's worse, folks. So if you're a Ducks fan watching this and you think, oh, it's bad, we have it bad. Wait till I tell you how much worse it is in San Diego. And I'll tell you all about that after the second intermission. So stay locked in. But I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar comes in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. And if your New Year's resolution is to get healthier, then hey, why not get started with a fantastic Built Bar, which has only 130 calories packed with 17 grams of protein and not much sugar either. And I personally love the cookies and cream flavor. My favorite still to this day is the churro puff. Got built bars, built puffs, built go, built boost. All fantastic products from the built.com website. So if you want to try it for yourself, head over to built.com right now and use promo code locked on 15. It's a new promo code, folks. Locked on 15. Gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. There are blues that you get from longing, but the blues, blues that be. Welcome to Locked on Goals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. This is your sign to get a dog. Dogs are great. Dogs will never let you down. They're the best. Yeah. She's tired of the losing, too. Haven't seen her in a while, but say hi to the fine folks out there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put you down here. And just let her rest right next to me. (laughs) She's now looking at me. She's going to rest for a little bit. (sighs) Also, if you're listening to this, this is a San Diego podcast. Locked on goals. As Zuri goes back on the bed. This is the Mad Hat Hucksters. 
yeah, we're feeling the blues right now. We really are feeling the blues down in San Diego. But if you want to check out the Mad Hat Hucksters, check them out. Uh, they're on Instagram. They're all over social media. So check out the Mad Hat Hucksters. Okay. This is where it's going to get very ugly, folks. I mean, really ugly. Last night's game was the epitome of just how down the goals have been this entire season. This entire season. They they have a, I guess, a penchant for playing not that well in Bakersfield. Rabo Bank Arena, I'm sorry, not called that anymore. Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield is forever a place that lives on in the nightmares of Lukas Dostal. It haunts him. That being said, this was a game that was pretty much all Bakersfield in the first 40 minutes again. Does this sound familiar, Ducks fans and Gulls fans? Uh, let's think back to the previous game against Ontario, where they were completely outplayed the first 40 minutes. Same exact freaking thing happened here, where Carter Savoy started off with a kind of tip goal. This one was just like right by his shoulder. I know San Diego challenged and argued that it was above, you know, it's above the line, but no, Carter Savoy kept it below the crossbar and it was a mid-air just bat down. So Carter Savoy scored his first of the game, one nothing early on. And then James Hamblin he scored his fifth of the season. So that made it 2 nothing right away. Bakersfield is off and flying. Then in the third, or sorry, in the second period, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. In the second period, Carter Savoy was at it again, this time on the power play, this time as a result of a Nicholas Bruyard penalty. <sighs> and Savoy just kind of found the loose change on that one. That's really what that was, is Dostal had a rebound, it went behind the net, and instead of clearing the puck, which they should have done, that didn't happen. Hellison was right there, Delzato was right there, no one cleared the puck. Bo Grew was kind of off position, Rocco Grimaldi was kind of towards the back of that power play. But one of those other three guys, Grew, Delzato, Hellison, could have cleared the puck and didn't. And it was a wide open Carter Savoy to literally pick up the loose change and make it 3 nothing Bakersfield. Savoy's second of the game. Then later on, Brad Malone, he scored his first of the game, second of the season, 4 nothing. Does this sound familiar? Being down 4 nothing, 4-0 after 4-0 minutes? Hmm. And being outshot in those first two periods? Hmm. Yeah, this sounds... All too familiar, doesn't it? This has been the story of the goals all season long. They're allowing, you know, leads early on. They're allowing a crap ton of shots early on. And this is what has been the goals season. They're allowing way too many goals, first 40 minutes, and then they play hard the last 20. The goals are not playing 60 minutes a game. They're simply not. They're kind of playing as if, you know, almost for their lives, but at the same time, they're just not getting the sticks on the ground on defense like they should. 
They're not blocking out like they should. The penalty kill has not been effective. It certainly wasn't effective in Bakersfield. Oh, and the cherry on top to finish off this game. And here's where I just kind of blew my mind a little bit. After Pavel Regenda finally scored for the goals, making it 4-1. to one. This happened again. After the last media timeout and after Granny Cam and all that fun stuff, you know, Granny Cam, you know, that whole thing. The goals pulled their goalie. They pulled they pulled Dostal with about five and a half minutes left in the game, thinking they're going to come back. And that's when San Diego finally starts getting some shots on goal. We started seeing shot after shot after shot until eventually Bakersfield really said, oh, okay. So after a loose puck, Carter Savoy picks it up and just flings it towards the empty net and it goes in. With four and a half minutes left, Carter Savoy completes the hat trick for the Bakersfield Condors. Yikes. Hats come flying down. I saw a couple beanies like the one I'm wearing right here. You know what? It was just so bad. Just whatever. Just toss it to my dog. Five to one was the final score. Oh boy. And this was mentioned on the broadcast, so I had to look this up. I didn't find the answer to this on time to send it to Andy at the end of the game. But he said this was maybe like at least the third hatcher given up this season. He thought it was four. Well, it's worse than that. The Ducks have given up. It's the Ducks that have given up four hat tricks against. That's worse than the league. The Ducks have allowed four hat tricks. The goals lead the AHL in most hat tricks allowed so far this season. It's five. It's not four. It's five. Five hat tricks allowed by the San Diego goals. Should I go over most of them? Yeah, let's do that. I'm glad you asked. What are the five hat tricks the goals have allowed? Let me tell you. First one. Against the Grand Rapids Griffins. This was at Grand Rapids, by the way. This was all the way back on October 15th. This was Austin Zarnick getting a hat trick against the goals. He got those goals in a weird way. Power play, shorthanded, power play. He got his hat trick in the second period. Goals lost that game. They got crushed 8-5. to That's hat trick number one. Austin Zarnick. Hattrick number two, also against the Grand Rapids Griffins, this time back in San Diego. That was that really wild game that took place at Pachanga November 18th. This was one of the stupidest games of the season. You know, so many stupid penalties. You had those scraps. You had that unsportsmanlike. Like, that was a stupid, stupid game. And guess who got a hat trick there? Taro Heroes. He scored his hat-trick goal late in that game. And Griffins won 6-5. That was when the goals were this close to sending that game into overtime. And Taro scored the game-winning goal, a hat-trick goal, late. It's number two. Number three took place December 14th against the Abbotsford Canucks. Lane Peterson got a hat-trick In the first freaking period, he got all three of his goals 
in the first period. Now, the only reason that he was not the first star was, one, the game was in Pachanga. Two, Nicholas Bruyard got four apples in this game. But Lane Peterson with the hat trick at Pachanga Arena. That was number three. Oh, that was a game that I happened to be out in New York at the time. Oh, hat trick number four. You know who it was against? You ready? Yeah, that team right there. Against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. That was a hat trick given up because Coachella Valley just kind of pummeled San Diego. Just shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. Jesper Froden scored the hat trick for the Firebirds. That was an 8-1 to massacre against the Goals. That game took place on December 16th. Right when I got back from New York. And just to give a little insider, that was also the day that I found out that I would be possibly considered. So, yeah, that date kind of holds a little bit of a place in my heart. Kind of oddly enough, that same day, the Firebirds slaughtered the goals. That was hat trick number four. And then this one against Carter Savoy. The goals so far this season have allowed. Five hat-tricks. And they haven't even played as many games as the Ducks this season. This is in 38 games. They've given up five hat-tricks. They've allowed by far the most goals in the league. And they've scored the third fewest in the league. I don't... At this point, I don't know what the goals can do. I really don't. They're getting further and further out of a playoff spot as we speak. And there doesn't seem to be a solution at hand. This isn't a complete failure on the goals. This is a failure from top to bottom. This is from the Ducks all the way down to the goals. It really is. The Ducks didn't do a great job of filling out their roster for San Diego before the season began. And San Diego with this one-year coaching deal for Roy Summer. Roy Summer was happily retired. He was done coaching. He's tried as hard as he could. But at this point, what can you do? Just ride out the season and hope no one gets seriously injured. That's it at this point. It would take a monumental effort for the goals to even make a playoff spot. And starting next month, we're going to start seeing elimination numbers for the San Diego goals. They might be mathematically eliminated by next month. They might. I don't know what more to say about this team, but they need help. They need some kind of help or some kind of change, and I don't know if it's going to come this season. This might just be a lost season for the San Diego goals. And I know goals fans don't want to hear this, but... I'm afraid that's kind of what it's come down to at this point. It's essentially a lost season. We'll see if they can right the ship next year. Well, I think that's going to do it for this podcast. Once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks for indulging me on this trip down memory lane on all five times the goals got hat-tricked. Five 
times. Wow. Well, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, and it better be free and available. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, where you can follow my exploits in the AHL. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you can at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continuous support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the evening. Please be safe out there. Please be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together.